Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made. And here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Fricker, our Melbourne East location pastor. Welcome to today's episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast. And as always, I am joined by Pastor John. How are you today? Hey, Dan, I am doing fantastic. I'm a little sad because this is the second last uh, BDM, Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast that we're doing. We decided to do one year and uh, leave it as a resource for people. But I'm excited about today's episode. I know, bittersweet. And thank you, everyone, who's told us uh, your feedback on it. And it's been so uh, wonderful to hear and a great journey. And just as always, we'd love to invite you. Please review this where you are listening. And why don't you share this episode with a friend? But we're going to have some fun today, Pastor John. We thought as we land the year's content, why not do a and a right? Come on. So yep. And we've we put it out on our Instagram. We've got a stack of questions. We're sort of, some are similar, so we've diluted them down to the top 10 questions. Yes. And going to do the five today and five next week. And as if you're tuning in for the first time today, Dan Frecker is our location pastor of C3 Powerhouse, Melbourne East, and a brilliant disciple maker. So... Uh, great to have you here, Dan. Thank you, Pastor John. Well, I think let's get straight into it. I have let's the go. privilege of uh, interviewing you today, Pastor John, and I'll add a few All thoughts. Right. But I want to ask you, what is the best leadership decision you have made to date? Oh, all right. Well, I think I'm going to go right back to an early principled leadership decision I made, right. uh, which has affected everything since then. I mean, there's so many, Dan. Mm. But I remember when I got my first job, out of university, I did a business degree in marketing and accounting. I went to a regional town to work in a clothing factory in accounts and marketing. Yeah. And I was the youngest person in the the staff of uh, about 70 people. Uh, I had an office job and my determination was I was going to, to lead by listening. Right. So I don't even think it was a conscious decision. It was probably – probably quite intuitive, Mm. but I think great leaders, and I've tried to bring this into every area of leadership, lead by listening, listening to God, obviously, Mm. but listening to the people you're leading. So you're not just presuming you know what's best. Yeah, Uh, You're not just presuming that you can read every situation, but to actually be a really great question asker. So, uh, you know, as an example of that, I've taken over a number of roles uh, as a leader. I became, for example, the C3 Australia director 10 years ago. And I started with a listening tour. I implemented that decision and basically met with a whole stack of pastors. And the simple question was, if you were me, what would you do now as the Australian director? Wow, and, uh, how that, wise. That decision is really, I guess, how I've I've choose to lead and I lead at my best when I'm asking people questions about how they see things, what their perspective, uh, the challenges they're facing yeah. so that I'm a listening leader. So that, that would be one that's followed all the way through. Oh, I think that is so uh, inspiring. I love that, a leader who listens and – um, oh, look, it's it's hard to narrow it down, isn't it, Yeah, Pastor what would you John? say, Dan? What's, your, what's yours? I'm going to ask these back to you today. Oh, yeah, I, I got a few, but I just think the one that comes to mind is uh, I'm just so glad from uh, my early on when I began becoming a leader. So for me, that began in the youth 
days and I yep. um I, ministry. I remember I started leading a connect group, Pastor John, and basically yep. I had to recruit for that. And I just remember on those early years, um, the best leadership decision I made was just to make leadership all about people. And right. I, what I've, um, I'm so glad I made that decision that leadership isn't about me, about what I can get, but it's about what I can contribute and add value to others and believe in others. And I think for me, that's followed me through my whole leadership journey um, from then is that my, uh, my leadership journey is not for me, but what I can uh, invest into others and how I can believe awesome. and release others awesome. into their destiny. Love that. Love that. Great, great leadership decision. Excellent, mate. Yeah, so good. Well, another great question came through, Pastor John. So we've been talking yep. a lot about raising brilliant disciple makers. So what's the best place to start to teach someone to be a disciple maker? The best place to start to teach someone to be a disciple maker. Okay, really, really great question. I think, hey, get them listening to this podcast from the start would be a great tip. So (laughs) to kind of go, hey, why don't you listen to this? Because really in the first few episodes, we were talking about, well, what is a disciple maker? That whole idea of, first of all, what's a disciple? Someone who's fully immersed, fully surrendered, follower of Jesus. And then a disciple maker, someone who comes alongside. So I, I often think because if you're wanting to shift somebody out of being a bit of a consumer as a Christian, and I'm growing, I'm learning, or maybe they've plateaued, or you just see leadership on them, you mm. want to develop them as a as a disciple maker. I usually think telling stories and giving biblical examples is the best way to do so that. So good. So I think uh, you could kind of. Again, lead by asking questions. So go, okay, hey, what? You're having a coffee with someone. I think it's a face-to-face conversation. Mm. It's you're, you're feeling like they feel like you care about them. There's a you've asked some questions and you know about their world. Great. And and you might just say, hey, today I just want to talk a little bit about what I what I see in you and the potential that you've got. Yeah. But I want to start by asking who's who's helped you most be a follower of Jesus mm. and get them reflecting on that. Okay, this person, that person, this thing, that program. So I would get them reflecting. That's Maybe great. tell your own story. I know what's really helped me was when – and really bring it back to the early days. Someone came alongside me. Someone prayed for me. Someone encouraged yes. me. Yes. And just say, I, I can see you being able to do that. And they'll, and they'll normally have a list of – why they can't i'm not qualified i'm not experienced enough (laughs) i haven't been a christian long enough i'm not a bible college expert and you just listen and go no this is this is about and we talked about espn then being the basis for being a disciple maker this is about coming alongside someone to encourage them to share scripture with them to pray for them regularly and Mm. to talk to them periodically about what's their next step in following jesus so that's i would start with some stories and what i see in you yeah I think that's excellent. And yeah, that's literally what came to my mind, Pastor John, an IC in you conversation. And, and yep. there's something else I love to do. Uh, just one other thought I'd add would for me is to connect it to the heart, the why, and the vision. Yeah, and, great. You know, just, love it. just today, Pastor John, I, I met with someone to, to become a group leader and it was the IC in you. It was yes. reflect on their journey. But I also just said, hey, like we need you. Like this is yeah. – to see lives transformed, like yep. and and that's yep. the heart of Jesus Christ is to yes. to reach more people with the gospel, and so yeah, that to, yeah, to go into all the world, make disciples. Yes. So there's a biblical um, imperative to this, and yes. what you know, so so really.
really earthing it in that as well. Excellent, Dan. Love it. Oh, so good. Well, Pastor John, our next question um, is for the family season. So we're all in different seasons yes. in leadership, yes. but for some people where uh, they might be in a season with kids and just in family mm-hmm. world. So the question mm-hmm. is, how do I do leadership well so that my kids follow God? Hey, excellent question, Dan. Well, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Danielle and I are, are just we have the joy of having three now at young adult kids, wow. two of them boys married to delightful girls, Christian girls, uh, and all three are in the house of God, love God. They are incredible. Uh, there's been some rocky moments along the way. You're a youth pastor to some of our kids, Dan, so <laughs> yep. you've you've seen up close and personal how perfect and not perfect they are. <laughs> yes, So sure. So this, this answer is not out of having perfect kids. This answer is more, I guess, out of my observations of what's worked in my world. But also what I've seen consistently be themes and patterns in terms of when your kid is when your young your child becomes a twenty one year old. Here's this is a goal. I've got a written goal for my kids yeah. that they'll be on fire for God, that they'll so, and love love God, be on fire for God, that they will love church, wonderful, and that they'll love us as parents. I love so that. So they that those three things on fire for God, love. You know, love him, love his church, yeah, and and love our mum and dad. That's that was that's been a goal and a prayer point for years. So good. So look, a couple of real practical things. I think it's very hard that your kids are going to love God if they don't love church. Wow, right. So you know, it's kind of like it's going to be very hard for me and you to have a great relationship if you don't like my wife. Yeah, and you don't, <laughs> and you talk negatively about her. That's going to shorten our relationship pretty quickly. Yeah. And the church is Jesus' bride. Uh, not perfect yet, but he loves his church. Mm. So I think we've got to really, as parents, go, all right, so the best way to help my kids love God is to help them, A, be planted in a, in a great church with a great atmosphere that's Jesus-focused and it's alive and Bible, you know, Bible-centric and on fire for God, you know, a great church that's outward-focused. Mm. And then really I want to help them love church. So yeah. what does that mean? Well, because I want the church to be fun. It won't always be fun. But I, I, I want to make a determination that I'm going to speak well of church. So, yeah. okay, as a dad, if I want my kids to love my wife, I've got to speak well of my wife in front of my kids. Mm. I've got to model that. So I'd say the same for church. I speak well of church. There'll be moments, there'll be frustrations, there'll be things that annoy you people that annoy you, but you just don't talk about that in front of your kids. It's Whenever so you talk about church in front of your kids, it's how awesome is it, how great is it, we get to, not we've got to, we get to go to church, we yeah. go to worship God. So I think the way we talk about church would be one. The second one would be just the turn up factor. Right. Uh, I've heard it I've heard it said that uh, uh, once a month for the parents will equal once a year for the kids. Wow. So, you know, I can't, again, I'm modeling that I loved God. And one of my ways of loving God is turning up to church to worship Him, to mm. honor Him. I put Him first in the, in the week and I model that with my family. Um, so that would be a second one. I think the, just what we do ourselves personally at home so that, you know, do the kids hear the sound of worship in your home? Do they hear you singing or praying? Uh, do they see you reading your Bible? So these would be just some modeling questions. So good. Last one would be this, and this is a big one. I've seen this this recently, really obviously, Dan, uh, is where parents engage their kids in serving 
Yeah. So almost from eight or nine years old. So it's kind of teaching the biblical character of serving, Love but it's that. like, this is my theology. Before God, Danielle, my wife, is my number one priority. Mm. Okay, so I, I've got to look after her. She's my first church. Then together, yeah. our priority is our children. That's yeah. that's our church. So every one of us is a priest, is a believer. That, so I love her. We love our kids. And then as a family, we love the house of God. That I love it, so Joshua. Good. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. So that's us. So coming to church. Till the kids are 18, it's not an option. We're going to church. Mm. Serving at church, it's not an option. We're serving at church. Yep. I'm doing it. You're doing it. I lo- so our kids have done everything from serving on multimedia, serving on the deacons team, serving in the setup pack down. Yeah. Uh, my son was on the worship team. He, he wasn't a great singer. They turned him <laughs> down on the mic. Yeah, we muted but he him. Had, <laughs> but he had a lot of uh, stage energy. He brought the life factor. <laughs> yeah. um, he was a drummer. You know, they've been in kids' church. They've been in creche. They've been in every area. And it, A, it teaches them serving, which is just a valuable Christ-like lesson, yeah. but B, it's like this is family. This is the village. So we were at a dream team celebration, our volunteer celebration yeah, thing the recently, other day, right? yep. and I, I looked at families because we've always done this. It was a dress-up night, and I'm looking at these families, and they've got kids who are three and five, and they've dressed their kids up, and they've come out <laughs> – to celebrate yes. and, and kids who are 10 and 12 and they're serving on teams and it's like the whole family turned up and it was a party. Yeah, What that says to those kids is church is not an add-on to our life. It's not something we go to like – it's not like the, the the sporting club or the netball or the nippers mm. or, or you know, learning a language or, or whatever it might be or piano – Church is, is it's not just a hobby. Yes. It's it's who we are. Yes. And so we go and we're engaged together and it's our family and we make it fun. And I've watched those parents because when your kids hit probably 13, 14 through to 19, all hell breaks loose. Right. They start to think independently. And if they're not part of the family mm. and if it's an optional extra and or if it's just a hobby – then, you know, it's unlikely to last. So that's a few thoughts. Go all in with your family. Get your kids to youth. Just, you know, do whatever it takes to prioritise the house of God. That will help them love Jesus for life. Exceptional wisdom. And just on behalf of everyone listening, thank you, Pastor John, for not oh, being just cool. a great pastor and leader, but a great dad and a great husband for us to learn and follow in your footsteps. That, that's incredible. Thanks, Dan. I love it. Uh, so many people do it so well. It's great to see. Yes, such a value. Well, this next question, I, th- I think this is brilliant. It, it, someone asked, how do I increase my leadership capacity hey, without yes. burning out? Hey, okay. <laughs> the how do I increase how? My leadership capacity without burning out. It's a good question. (laughs) It's a great question. Oh, it's a great question. Um, Someone once told me to increase your capacity, you bite off more than you can chew and you chew like crazy. (laughs) Uh, I love the picture of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that's a scripture. but uh, (laughs) Maybe in the uh, message somewhere or the passion. Yeah, how do you you (laughs) learn, how do you increase your leadership capacity? I would say a few things. Obviously, Jesus is the the example to us of leadership and- you see Jesus um, having some insane, crazy periods of ministry, yeah. teaching, uh, opposition, pressure, and you see Jesus withdrawing to the desert, mm. you know, withdrawing to be alone with his father or uh, withdrawing to his team and into, into those relationships. So, look, I think a few things I would say is 
just like when I go to the boot camp, yeah. I, I can run further than I actually think I can. <laughs> uh, yes. I can push myself harder than I think I can. I'd sometimes just need to be part of a team and have someone pushing me. Yeah. So I'd say that. That's great. Uh, I think people have got more leadership capacity in them than they really realize. Mm. So, so first of all, it's just a mindset. I'm going to keep growing. Um, second would be, Look, I think your prayer and word life is the most important part of your leadership capacity. Yes. So, I've, I've, you know, my pastor and leader, Pastor Phil, often talks about if your prayer and word life doesn't match the level of your responsibility, yeah, that's when you'll burn out. Wow. So, you know, if you step up into a – or if you step into a season where you're leading with greater level of responsibility, simultaneously your prayer and word life needs to – you know, your Bible life and sustenance out of the word – it needs to be strong, and so when if I start to implode, yeah, and you know, feeling like I'm burning out, the first question I'll ask is spiritually, yeah, am I feeding on the Word of God? Am I praying and getting my strength from God? Yes. So that would that would be my first uh, component of that. What do, what else do you reckon, Dan? Yeah, I think that's so wise, and yeah, I just love. But we, we are body, soul, and spirit. And I think, you know, while we're we're growing and, and hungry to grow, just there's just wisdom, isn't there, Pastor John, in looking after mm-hmm. ourselves. I love what you shared. The yep. most important is looking after our spirit. And yep. uh, I've been thinking about this quote a lot recently, that no man is greater than his prayer life. And so it's love just that. digging those deep wells. And yeah. there's things we can do looking after our body, like sleeping well, yes. exercising, having a yes. healthy diet, hydrating. That's going to help. And just looking after our soul there's you know as you said following jesus model of um just looking after ourselves, having great mm. friends and mm-hmm. um and there's, there's having days off days off and not Holidays. not being too serious right even though it's a serious yes. mission but yes um but just uh, one thought i have for younger leaders is because i know the the burnout's the buzzword at the moment and something i've been uh, learning pastor on is the place of submission is a safe place and mm-hmm. what i mean by that is you know maybe you have feelings like oh I'm stretching too far or I, I, I have these flags but I just think it's so healthy to talk to your leader about it don't hide it yeah. And, yep. and and often their wisdom is from God and often they'll say, hey, you, you, you're doing okay. You're just in a bit of a stretch, but you've got this. And I just mm-hmm. think don't make big decisions, um, you know, without that, you know, talking to your leader about it and just having, right. it's okay to have the conversation. So yeah. I think yeah. being That's submitted awesome. is a safe place, isn't it? I love that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I really love that. I think that we have to take responsibility for our, for our own lives and so, Leaders by nature, the mission of building the church and leadership, it's its all-encompassing. Yes. And so most visionary leaders or any kind of leaders don't have enough money or team to accomplish <laughs> what they want to. Yes. So leaders will, will ask people to do more. Right. Okay? And so I think there's two components of that. One is I always want to have a yes in my spirit. Mm. So I'm not a reluctant leader. I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there's a willingness inside of me. But two, I do need to count the cost. Yes. I do need to actually be honest and go, hey, well, thanks for asking. And look, I just look, really, this is where I'm up to. I'm really stressed or my marriage is under pressure mm. or I can't, I, I've actually got to work more hours to pay our bills. So really honest about where I'm up to. Yes. Get some coaching and input into that. So that, you know, ultimately it's okay to go, I've, hey, privilege that you asked me. I've prayed about it. I've thought about it. I'm trying to stretch my capacity. 
I can do that, but I'm going to have to let mm. something else go. What do you think I should let go? Yes. So it's just a conversation. And often because leaders, we're so visionary and future focused, yeah. we won't necessarily be aware of you know all of the picture of your life so you've got to spell that out yeah. and 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 be holistic about it yeah love that permission to to speak up well yeah we, i love it well pastor john we might have one last question and we're going to okay. sneak in the fifth and yes how do we navigate being inclusive of new yes. people while building a strong sense of community Hey. Jeez, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a great question. That because because we do want to have, uh, we do need to make sure in church life that we're continually making room for extra people and new yes. people. Amen. Uh, but at the same time, we we do need to make sure that there are depth of relationship. There's soul to soul relationship. So, I would think that one of the key things is to keep raising up leaders. Yeah. Because so let's let's just say I'm part of a, a youth ministry and there's 50 people and I know all 50. I'm the youth leader. I know all 50, and then another 20 come along over a couple of months. Uh, now I can divide my focus to have to reach that 70, mm. but but it's going to mean for that 50 that they're going to have less of my focus and energy. Yeah. So this is where multiplication is really important. Mm. This is where I'm better to go. Okay. I'm going to have a light touch on all 70, yep. but I'm going to pick the, the top 10 leaders and really invest into them so that there's strength of relationship outside, like, you know, that's private. Mm. That's not on a Sunday or a Friday night. But then I'm going to teach all of them to be open to new people. And yes. So that, that's just a mindset that I want to be multiplying leaders for, yep. for multiplication and training and raising them up and having them focused outwards. Mm. But I've always got to maintain as a leader myself the example of looking out to new people. Yeah, I think that is excellent. Well, we are going to land uh, this bonus episode of Q&A right here. Guys, we have one more left, so make sure you join us for our next episode. We're going to go through five more fantastic questions. Thank you for all you do being a brilliant disciple maker and God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's episode and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey. Let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you can join us for our next episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast.